Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode of Business Success and Coffee. And today I'm joined by Dan Edwards from DRK Accounting. Dan is a profit first professional and they are also at DNK Accounting QuickBooks Pro Advisors based in South Yorkshire. Dan has recently been voted SME News Best Accountant in Yorkshire in their 2020 Finance Awards, which obviously dates this podcast, and is an ambassador for the startup loans company as well. And I know he's very pleased to be doing that. He provides proactive cloud-based accounting, ensuring that business owners keep more of their profits, which I'm sure we'd all love to do. And even more importantly, we can spend it on whatever it is that we want. Uh, Of course, legal terms and conditions apply to that, I suppose, Dan. Good to have you with us today, Dan. Thanks for having me, Simon. Thanks for having me. And thanks for writing the bio uh, for me uh, as as well. And, and it's it's interesting that you know we I say about dating it because you never know when people are going to listen to to this podcast. Yeah. And you know, as we're listening to this, it's quite interesting to be voted you know the best accountant uh, for SMEs in the, in this particular publication in 2020. When really this has been a time when accountants have either really stepped up to the mark or disappeared off the radar and really not being in contact with their clients. You know, as we've been through such a year of turmoil with COVID and pandemic and business being in crisis, um, congratulations on being awarded in such trying times because it's, it's, I know from my own experience of being a client of yours and having you in my coaching group as well, that you really have, stepped up to the mark so so well done on that congratulations thank, thank you very much I mean the SME news they, they searched through Facebook posts LinkedIn posts to see who was active and that's where they came across uh, uh, posting our information so yeah so it, it's, it's nice to be recognized for putting in the extra effort in such a difficult time yeah definitely so we'll get started with the questions and as we go through we'll find out more about where people can see um your social media posts and the content that has won you this award. So we'll, we'll come to that in a minute, but let's get into coffee first of all. And I've got my coffee here, which uh, because I've got a little bit of a sniffle this morning uh, and a bit of a sore throat uh, after having been talking on quite a few podcasts, I've actually done something I don't normally do. And I've put some honey in my coffee just to take the edge off it a little bit and just soften the throat a little bit. But tell us a little bit about what coffee you're drinking today, Dan, and, and in particular, why? Um, so today I'm drinking uh, fair trade coffee from Co-op. Um, it's a light roast uh, for an espresso machine that I received from Receipt Bank a few years ago. Um, they, oh. they gave it out as a, a gift to people who's signing up. So yeah, it just happened to be the one I noticed when I was shopping for my my boys' breakfast this morning at Co-op. Great. And is and Nespresso is we talk about lots of different coffee machines, and I've I've mentioned my Nespresso machine. Is it the old traditional pods? It, it is, used to yes. get, it's not, it's not the virtual one. Not the virtual, not, not upgraded just yet. I have been looking to hit a subscription or something along those lines, but yeah. it's the, the original pods at the moment. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I still love those, and that's I'm going to stick with those because uh, I think uh, for me, I think it was a change of patent and trademark that caused them to move to a different format. But you know, I still yes. love the old uh, pods, and and you can still get so much coffee available for them. And that's what I'm drinking. I, I've got the uh, the Starbucks uh, holiday season blend. Nice. Uh, and as well as the honey, I've I've also cheated, and this came from one of the podcast. Uh, guess I had on some time ago. I've mixed up some cocoa powder and some cinnamon, and nice. put that on top to make it really festive. That sounds really festive. I'm quite yeah, jealous now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I must admit, it, just drinking the coffee through that sort of layer of cocoa and cinnamon on top does make a nice little bit of difference. It just <laughs> it, a little bit of a different taste. I can imagine it does. Yes, I want, I want some cinnamon now. Yes. So, so what's your favourite coffee, Dan? And, and uh, how, do you, how, how do you normally take your coffee? How do you normally drink it? Uh, so normally I, I just have black coffee normally, but speaking of Starbucks, my favourite one is their festive um, eggnog latte. Oh, uh, That is okay. my favourite one, although I was disappointed they didn't have it this morning at the drive-thru, uh, so I had to get gingerbread instead, which I understand is your favourite. It is, yeah, gingerbread latte is definitely my favourite, although I must admit this year I'm also, and it's not a coffee, but I'm also edging towards their truffle deluxe hot chocolate, and of course... We're mentioning Starbucks lots of time, and I'm always open to this podcast being sponsored by Starbucks on any occasion. Yes. It's usually, usually the eggnog one. I have to get it in the morning after dropping the boys off, but they didn't have it this morning, which is very disappointing. Okay. Yeah. It's strange. I've, I've, I've not actually ever tried the eggnog latte. It, it just seems... I don't know. I'm, I'm not an eggnog fan, so uh, the latte just... Yeah, I'm not quite sure about that. I'll it's I'll give it a go sweet. just to, just cause, just because you said Dan I will give that a try this weekend. Give it a go. This is very sweet, so make sure you brush your teeth afterwards. All right, okay. So you've mentioned taking your coffee coffee black, um, and you've also mentioned espresso machines. Um, any particular strength of coffee that you like to drink when you take your coffee black? You know, do you like the stronger coffees, the blonder, lighter coffees? Uh, the stronger, the better. Oh, okay. uh, I, I do like a strong black coffee um, yeah. don't drink coffee at home drink tea at home but when I'm at work it's coffee yeah. through and through yeah. and I say the stronger the better and just one thing before we move on to the business side of this you know, one of the other things that's come out of this podcast uh, series is mugs uh, and what we're drinking our coffee out of and you were telling me just before we started the recording you've had a client who's um, brought you three mugs Yes. You've got one there, and you know, I won't mention the other two, but you've got one there that stays warm for how many hours? It says it's 11 hours, uh, a clean canteen. Clean uh, canteen. Okay, yes. do you know where she got that from? Because I've just got to go out and find a mug that keeps coffee warm for that long. I believe it's on Amazon. I believe that's where she bought it from. Okay. Yes, it's... Uh, now, obviously, we, we can't see it, so just describe it. What what sort of size is it? What does it look like? And just name it again. It's a clean canteen. It's insulated, apparently. It's um, a bit bigger than a normal mug, um, and it's very well insulated. Right. It must very be well. if it keeps your coffee hot for or warm oh. for 11 hours. Or cold drinks for 38 hours. Wow. Okay. That's not right. bad, is it? <laughs> yeah. Again, going out, take a look at that on Amazon, and uh, we're always open to be sponsored by Amazon as well. So enough of the punt. Um, what's been the most significant thing that you've fixed uh, or the latest thing that you've fixed in your business, Dan? 
Well, obviously, a lot of businesses at the moment are struggling with uh, lack of money coming in. So what I was focusing more on the, the money going out of our business. And so there's a lot of reviewing our expenses over the last six to nine months to see where, where our leaks were. So okay. I've done a lot of um, cancelling and renegotiating of expenses. Yep. So it's been a, a hot topic for us and our clients to um, ensure we're not spending on needless subscriptions and bits and pieces we don't need. And it's interesting um, you mentioned that because I was on a call with a client on, was it Thursday? And they had done a similar thing to what you've mentioned about going down their expenses and they'd done it on their personal expenses as well. And he'd suddenly realized that his satellite subscription, who should not be named, um, had increased their subscription over the period from, I think it was £49 a month to a hundred and four pounds a month it did more than doubled that's a lot <laughs> yeah and he cancelled it he said yeah. you know he said i don't even watch it that much you know why am i paying that much for it so and dan i know from conversations in the past you've got a spreadsheet that you give to clients haven't you that helps them go through that tell us a little bit more about that spreadsheet and is it something that the listeners can have access to uh, tell us a little bit more about it uh, so the spreadsheet, you import your bank statements into it for uh, a CSV or an Excel spreadsheet or numbers if you happen to use uh, Apple products. Um, and you go through each expenditure and mark it as a PRU, uh, P being profit driving, R being replaceable and U being unnecessary. So okay. that's what we use every every three months. We go through expenses and cancel any U's, um, yeah. speak to the R's to see if we can get a better deal. And if there are any P's, which in our line of business, there isn't really. And for many businesses, I don't think there is anything that is completely necessary. Right. There, there are like to be other people who do it at the same price or less. So yeah. we don't have any P's. Um, and if anyone wants a copy of that spreadsheet, then they can drop me a message on LinkedIn and I can okay. send it over to them. So to find you on LinkedIn, what will people have to search for? I have to remind myself what I have to search for. <laughs> <laughs> What's my thing? Um, I think I so, think you're Daniel Edwards, aren't you, on, uh, on LinkedIn? Um, Dan Edwards eighty eighty six is my URL address. Okay, great. Yeah, so Dan Edwards FMAAT. Okay, and whilst we're on the subject, before we uh, go on to the next question, um, how else do we find you? You mentioned Facebook. Well, yeah, how do people find you? What do people search for on Facebook? How do they find you there? So Facebook, we're under DNK Accounting. Uh, LinkedIn is says one before. We're also on Instagram as well as DNK Accounting and Twitter, although we don't use it very often. So that's D for Delta, yep. the sign for and, and for sand, yeah, yeah, uh, K for kilo, yeah, and, and then accounting. Yes, not to be confused with the practice down in London, the same name. Right. Okay. Great. So uh, listeners, you heard it there. You're looking for South Yorkshire, yes, not lo- not London. Um, and at the moment, tier three, not tier two, <laughs> is the other way of distinguishing. But I think that will change very, very shortly. I think in January we're being demoted to tier two, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. So you've gone through this process then, Dan, of going through this spreadsheet, looking at your costs, identifying which are profit drivers, which are unnecessary and which are replaceable, negotiating with those that are replaceable. Um how was it before you did that? And what kind of impact has that had on you and your business? So before we were spending money on subscriptions that um, we didn't really need because as part of the Microsoft suites, 
the things are already included. So by going through all these extra little costs and we've, we've saved so much money by by negotiating them and, and getting rid of them, uh, which means obviously the whole mantra is it's more money in our back pocket at the end of the day, using yeah. the, pro- the profit first um, methodology. The less we spend on, on expenses, the more we get to spend on ourselves. Yeah. And you, you mentioned in your bio that uh, business owners, obviously, when they generate profit, uh, they can spend it on what they want. Um, just give us a bit more definition of what you mean by that kind of profit. Uh, so following the, the profit first methodology, we put aside a percentage every time we get paid of, of our profit for ourselves. And that's what we suggest business owners do as well. And they can take it out in whatever way is tax efficient for them. It's normally a dividend or something as a, a limited company. So it's an extra dividend every three months yep. that they'll, they'll have to pay tax on. But the way we work our accounts is the company pays a tax for us because we save it away like the profit every quarter. Okay, great. And if you could give the the listeners a bit of an overview of Profit First, um, you know, and I'm a big Mike Michalowicz fan, and of course this podcast series is actually uh, supporting Fix This Next and Mike Michalowicz, and uh, just give the listeners a bit of an overview of Profit First and why you've become a Profit First professional. Just give us a bit of a backstory behind that. So Profit First is a simple cash uh, cash flows method where you put aside uh, money every time you get paid for tax, profit, expenses, owners pay in varying different ex- varying percentages based on an analysis that we run. Um, the idea is you reduce your costs to increase your profit and increase the amount you're putting aside for tax so that when your tax bill comes around, you're not scrambling to find the money. It's, it's safely tucked away somewhere for you to spend it and uh, we've been running it in our business for the last 18 months and it's been revolutionary for our cash flow and our enjoyment of being in business because every three months we get a bonus and i, I don't know i don't know many people who run a business where they get a, an additional bonus every three months um they normally take their money and that's it every month but we get an extra thousand or so to blow on say whatever yeah. we like normally yeah great and i know from you know reading profit first quite some years ago now when it first came out uh, i found it a little bit difficult to to comprehend because one i think the book is written very much for an american audience and american banking uh, scenario as it was then but we've caught up haven't we because you know at the time getting extra bank accounts to be able to put money into was an absolute nightmare but that has improved hasn't it tell us a little bit more about that because obviously you're also an ambassador of a startup loans company and an introducer to Starling Bank as well, I believe. So tell us a little bit more about how that's been easier to manage for us in the UK. So with the introduction of fintech banks like uh, Starling, which we're introducers for, and Monzo, um, you can set up different pots of money. Uh, so instead of having a separate bank account, you have a little pocket within that bank account, the sub accounts. Um, so, uh, so in Profit First, they have their five foundation accounts, but as we run Starling, we have five separate little pots and one main bank account. Um, and Starling, you don't pay for, there's no bank charges for those. Whereas it used to be you pay 10, 15 pound a month just to have a bank account with a, with a normal yeah. high street bank. But with Starling, you don't pay at the moment. No. And of course, those spaces, those pockets, as you call them, they're a bit like the, 
the individual plates, aren't they? So for the listeners, yeah. you know, take a listen to or read off Profit First because he talks about breaking down this massive carvery plate of food into different proportions and different food into smaller plates, isn't it? So they are your smaller plates so you can see what you've got more. Yeah, so when you log into your, your app, you only see what's in your main bank account and your main plate. You don't see what's in these little sub-accounts. Yeah. So you could have thousands of pounds stashed away. You wouldn't know where they're not about yeah. digging a bit deeper. Yeah, great. Okay. Um, and I, I love the thing that you shared there. And listeners, you need to take good uh, heed of this about actually business being enjoyable. You know, I've been a fan of loving your business for a long while. And what Dan just said there about making your business enjoyable and actually giving yourself a bonus. Can you imagine giving yourself a bonus every three months? You know, sometimes we think as business owners, that's just a myth and that's something that employed people get if they're lucky. Not, yeah. not what business owners get, is it? So that's, that's great to hear. If, if you could give the listeners one tip or lesson, you know, one real nugget to share down, what would it be? It would be to take a close look at your, your cash flow because a lot, as an accountant, we give people a profit figure at the end of the tax year and end of the accounting year. And it's, it's a mythical figure that we make up and the, the, the business owners don't know where it's arrived from. But if you take a, the profit first approach and take pay closer attention to your cash flow, you'll actually see where the profit is going. Um, using PF, it goes in your pocket rather than on these little expenses you don't need. So it's just taking a closer look at what you're spending your money on. And what what tip could you give to the listeners who uh, perhaps have a bookkeeper or an accountant that they could ask better questions of their professionals that are helping them? Because I think that's one of the things, isn't it? Business owners don't speak to their accountants enough. They don't ask enough questions. They don't say they're worried about what to say because, you know, your accountants can be a little bit intimidating sometimes. Uh, what, what, what kind of wording could you help them with? Um, well, as far as we're concerned, uh, our practice is no such thing as a silly question. You know what you know, you don't know what you don't know. So we encourage clients to speak to us with the most ridiculous questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question. And likewise, with any other accountant, if you're scared of speaking to your accountant, then perhaps it's time to find a different one because your accountant should be someone you speak to as often as possible. Because if you leave it six, seven months after your year and it's too late, if you leave it a week after you have an issue, then you, you have start to have doubts. So we say speak to them as, as, as much as possible about everything. And if you don't feel you can do, then perhaps it's they're not the right business relationship for you. Yeah. And I think yeah. listeners as well, one of the things I would say that I see a lot with clients, with their accountants, uh, those aren't with Dan, um, is that very often one of the obstacles that might be getting in your way is will this cost me money and I know I spoke to an accountant probably about a year or so ago now he felt that their accountant must be a chess player because he said you know if you've seen chess when they hit the clock when they start their move he said every time he picked up the phone he was sure this accountant must have been hitting the timer to start the clock um, yeah because literally they're on the bills and I think that's that's what holds a lot of you back you know is you know worrying about is this going to cost me some money and um, yeah, it might do. There, there is advice out there that you should pay for, but you know, check, ask your accountant. You know, if I ask this, will it cost me? You know, just be clear. You know, like you were saying, Dan, about being aware of your cost, isn't it? You know, make sure you understand every single cost that's going out of your business and don't have any surprises. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a surprise accountancy bill after you already paid for something. 
yeah. which is something we don't we don't believe in here. No, definitely not. No. Um, so if if it's about looking at cash flow, um, are there any tools out there that people could use to keep better control of their accounts, better control of their cash flow, and perhaps do some either looking forward or looking back at their cash flow? So as you said in the introduction, we're, profit, uh, we're QuickBooks Pro Advisors, so we always recommend QuickBooks as a, an accounting package to use. Um, yep. It integrates with your bank account. You can upload receipts to it, but it also gives you an idea of where you're spending your money, which categories they are, what profit you're likely to be taxed upon. Um, they haven't got to date, say, bookkeeping on, on one of those sort of packages. There are other ones available like Xero and Sage, but we, we specialize in QuickBooks and yeah. because it's the cheapest version, the order yeah. the same. Cost and colors do any difference. Yeah. And I know, obviously, you know, we've had this conversation before, Dan, that you do work with people who do have other platforms. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan and big user of QuickBooks myself. And it's interesting, QuickBooks seem to promote to the end users. Xero tend to push it to accountants so they can resell it for them, don't they? And I, you know, that's yeah. another difference I've noticed. You know, QuickBooks yeah. about, are more about what's it like for me as the end yeah. user? What's it like for me like as a business? Yeah. Good. So thinking yeah. about um, something else that you, I think it came out, I don't know if it was even today, actually, in a, a, an email that you sent out, Receipt Bank, yes. a lifesaver. And I don't think it matters what platform you're on, Receipt Bank or equivalents to that are absolute uh, worth their weight in gold, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So yeah, Receipt Bank is like an, it's an AI software. You scan your receipts to it, reads off all the information. It's 99% accurate. There are times where it, it can't read handwriting, but the, at the time it will read off the dates, the amount, the details, the VAT. And if you set it up properly, it'll, it'll also download your receipts from Amazon, eBay, uh, orange ee whatever it's called nowadays it, it will go fetch them for you which saves a lot of time with bookkeeping and hmrc will also accept them as copies of receipts rather than paper copies so yeah. no more bag, bin bags full of rubbish yeah and I, I know the thing i love about receipt bank sometimes i'll get sent an invoice like um, amazon i use um, s3 amazon storage and they usually send two invoices, and I'm never quite sure which one I've sent to Receipt Bank. O2 are doing the same now. I've had two invoices today from O2. Right. Where if you do send it to Receipt Bank, it does tell you, doesn't it? It searches it and it says, sorry, not being able to process this. You've done it already. Yes. Which is great. It, it recognises the um, invoice numbers. And if you've got more than one of the same, it won't let you post it. Yeah, great. So... From today, then, listeners, what you need to do is take away some nuggets, uh, as I always promise. Uh, think about going through your expenses sheets. You know, look at your bank statements. Go through there. Do what Dan has told you to do. Look at what's profit-driven, what's replaceable, uh, and what is unnecessary. You know, as um, you know, the client found with his Sky subscription. You know, you can always, you know, make sure you can look at what you can actually delete and unsubscribe from. And yeah, absolutely, Dan, focus on your cash flow, focus on your accounts, make sure you've got that information on a regular basis uh, and receipt bank as well. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else, any other sort of thing that you want to finish off on? I, I just get the sense from the owners I do, that there's there's something else that perhaps you could share with people. It might not so be accounts, but is there anything else that you can add to help 
listeners who are business owners that are looking for that little bit of inspiration and that little bit of, of difference? Um, it's create a, a decent network of people you can refer to and use the business. I mean, we're in B&I together and yep. that group has been worked wonders for us for the last 18 months. It's just, it, there's a group of 20 or so businesses that I know I can rely on yep. and I can refer my clients to. So it's, it's, it's who you have around you that fill the gaps in your own knowledge. We were all very good at Perfect. doing our jobs, but I'm terrible at marketing, so I have someone do it for me. Yep. So it's having, having those professional networks great yeah so surround yourself with people who and i think that's the thing isn't it you've just said there Dan. that's something listeners to take away surround yourself with people who not only fill the gaps but people you would refer to and who refer you as well because if you've got that referral relationship then there's a trust isn't there you like them you know them you trust them you know it's that old cliche that many networking groups use so great thanks for sharing that um Listeners, I trust you've taken some value as always. You've heard a little bit more about coffee and uh, about how you can go onto Amazon and get a flask that will keep your uh, coffee allegedly warm. I don't want any lawsuits pending uh, because we it doesn't keep it as warm, but allegedly keeps your coffee warm for 11 hours and cold drinks 38 hours. Wow. Uh, and of course, this is part of my mission to help you, the business owners from around the globe, be more aware of the possibilities that you have be better educated and learn a little bit about coffee too which is what we've done today thanks dan for joining us it's been a real pleasure it's taken us a while to get this scheduled uh, but uh, i'm really pleased we've been able to do it and you've shared some great things with our listeners today and just share before you say thank you linkedin how do people find you on linkedin again uh, so my linkedin dan edwards fmaat Uh, or put in Dan Edwards 86. Great. And you can go on there and you can message Dan and ask him for a copy of that spreadsheet. And uh, I'm sure he'll be happy to oblige and and have a chat with you about how best to fill it in as well. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me, Simon. Cheers. And listeners, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now.